0: Welcome to Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our Waspinator.
1: They'll finally run. Computron? Kilobyte? Is is that our podcasting equipment? Uh, I think it is.
2: Hey, Waspinator, we had this table reserved. Hey, get out of here, you
0: bug.
1: Well, that's out of the way. hello and welcome to the podcast about transformers comics toys and everything in between i'm onyx prime with my two co-hosts here
0: hi i'm compy john
2: hi i'm kilobyte
1: moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to idw all hail megatron volume one or issues one through six and as always spoiler warning So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back and read it and then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time and we are excited to hear his thoughts about it. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun facts?
0: Yeah, so first issue was released July 10th, 2008, and the last one for this volume, or issue 6, of this series came out January 2nd, 2009. The writer was Shane McCarthy. The artist was Guido Gaidi, and Casey Collar. And uh, with Collars is Josh Burkham. So, fun facts the violence was toned down since the preview of in, uh, Focus on Decepticons. Uh, the blood running down the sneaker and cell phone is missing from the bottom left panel of page six. Uh, this was at the request of Hasbro. Yay.
1: Oh, man, we've <laughs> got more gore.
0: Oh. We could have gotten more. Uh, The warehouse that Andy Reid, Sarah, and Bridge used to hide from Ravage contains several cardboard boxes marked Phony, a one-letter substitute for a real-world company, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hook doesn't know who Frenzy is, despite having met him back in Megatron Origins, and both of them uh, being two of the earliest Decepticons. It just means he's not that smart. That's (laughs) <laughs> That's <laughs> canon. <laughs> in issue three, the Decepticons suddenly attack four cities: Washington D.C., San Diego, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. In the space of two pages, uh, aside from Air Force One being crashed, we don't see these attacks. Shane would later reveal that Hasbro wouldn't let him show more wholesome destruction or trash any landmarks in case of negative impact on kids.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> why Hasbro uh, approved a Decepticons trash Earth series if they don't, you know, want the story to show, tra- you know, Earth getting trashed? Which is un- <laughs> it's unknown. We don't know. We don't know why they, you know, wouldn't let us, you know, see a trash Earth. Anyway, uh, in the Autobot group shot on page eight. Mirage and Trailbreaker have a funny perspective of things going on. Mirage's upper body is behind Trailbreaker's, but his feet are in front, and neither of them are turning or twisting in any part. So, it's just, I guess, to accommodate such positioning. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> you know that. You know that. You know that. uh That. That. that what is it? That. The thing in psychology where you look at an elephant and you see like it's four legs, but like the legs are shifted over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, in issue five, the rank of commander doesn't exist in the real world United States Army. Spike's rank may have been confused with Navy commander, which is a pay grade 05, would make him a lieutenant colonel. Of course, having two Colonel Whitwikis might have gotten uh, a little confusing. Yeah, because, you know, so many wikis, and we don't need no more wikis.
1: No, we don't.
0: (laughs) Anyway, last one, last one. Here we go. (laughs) I'm taking up too much time. Skyborp says that in an hour, he has killed just under half the population of Beijing on his own. That is just under 8,715,000 people. Holy crap. You better hope he was exaggerating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If it's true... Uh, If this, you know, if it's true, becomes especially jarring considering Skywarp's job seven years later. Yo, Joe.
1: Mm. Ooh, spoilers.
0: (laughs) Anyway, with that being said, uh, Mr. Kilobyte, would you mind giving us a short summary of these comics?
2: Will do. One year after the events of Maximum Dinobots, a traitor in the Autobot ranks has given the Decepticons the means to conquer the Autobots, win the Great War, and do as they will on the unprotected planet Earth. The Decepticons conquer New York City and hold the population hostage. The United States military proves unable to stop them, and the attack spreads to other cities around the globe as well. This information, as always, has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic.
1: What an intro to the podcast, this one. So many good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, let's start with... Diving right in. So the first su- several chapters are just the Decepticons destroying cities, killing humans, and just overall winning. This is awesome. This is something we've never seen before, and I thought it was fantastic. What are your thoughts?
0: We finally get the W, boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were an Autobot.
1: Yeah, aren't you an Autobot?
2: Well, I mean, No for your for your man sound wave i mean it's it? It,
0: it, it, i mean no, come on let's talk about it. like all the previous comics up to now it's like okay good guys win bad guys lose next and this one's like here have like uh you know i wish i could say trashed earth but um you know, <laughs> big w big big w on that one
2: <laughs> it was it was a good fight i really enjoyed it it started with a bang and it just kept on going
0: One of those comics I was able to keep up with its consistency.
1: Uh, I think someone's mentioned something about Constructicons joking? Uh,
2: Yes, the Constructicons started making fun of the materials we have on Earth and they were saying that they were very weak and soft compared to the the ones that they're used to and that's why uh, their stuff they've constructed is way better prepared (laughs) and well assembled.
1: Oh. I thought this your notes was referring like the first time they meet the humans where they're like take us to your leader and then they're just joking and then they just start murdering.
2: That too. That too. But I, I just found it funny that they were like being all proud of their uh, of their uh, buildings and everything they've done in Cybertron and they, they're just like judging us. <laughs> but yeah, that that was a fun scene.
0: I like um, the first scene was the destruction of New York City. And then we kid like the scene of the U.S. military kind of responding as fast as they can to the mechanical menace upon the city. And one of the guys, you know, they're flying like these jets around and one of these guys gets shut down. And like as he was falling, he was going to try and I guess kamikaze into Megatron. But Megatron's like, no, how dare you? I am Megatron and just punches the plane. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty
1: awesome. (laughs) That was, that's epic. This is like one of the true, like, Megatron scenes. Like,
0: just. It's like a legit Megatron kind of, like, personality, like, ego kind of thing, you know?
1: Right. So I guess that brings us to, so we've seen the Decepticons just winning. What are the Autobots doing? They're back on Cybertron, and they're not doing so hot. And they're also hiding from this thing called the Swarm. Does anyone want to talk about the Swarm?
2: I can can cover it if you want.
1: Yeah, whoever. Uh,
2: So to my understanding, the Swarm seems to be kind of like either mutated clones or they they're, they seem to be related to the insecticons in a way because they they do have the colorings and everything, but they just uh, are savage and they just attack uh, anything that moves, and they just overpower. You cannot think of a zombie apocalypse when the whole horde of zombie comes after you. It's the same thing, but just kind of savage insecticon uh, creatures uh, coming after. you.
1: Right. They're 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 failed experiments from Shockwave, right? Yes. Right. And they're, and they're fantastic.
2: They're out for, <laughs> for for food. Um, But,
0: yeah, it was interesting because it's, like, this whole zombie herd and um, <laughs> how the Autobots are trying to hide from it. It was kind of interesting, though. Like, they're there and they're in, like, their last kind of bastion of or last defense, and they're kind of just, like, stuck there. And... I kind of want to, I guess where I'm trying to transition into is that we don't see Prowl in charge.
1: No, we don't. Who do we see in chess?
0: We see jazz, right? Yeah. And and this this is a first, right? This is like, I've never seen jazz done any leadership roles. What about, what about you guys?
1: I have in like the G1 continuity. And I feel like this is getting very much inspiration from that. And, like, it shows even further, like, Jazz is not someone you mess with. Jazz is more than capable. Even though he's lost an arm, he's more than capable. uh, Because we see this when the Wreckers show up. And they try to help out, but they want to take command. But Jazz is already in command, which is awesome. And I would like to see more of it. But they, an argument breaks out. Springer and Blur both try to take on jazz and jazz you can see even on his face
0: around. yeah
1: barely even tries and knocks them both out just
2: and they're like
0: warriors too and this is yeah jazz what do you think kilobyte
2: that was such a fun scene uh like i, I don't i don't think i've ever seen jazz in command uh up till now uh, and it was such a fun scene, uh, seeing those interactions. And then kind of Cup being the, the grandfather of everybody, kind of like, come down. We just, they, Let's just work together. We're not, so there's no supposed to be any fightings here. It's just show me around Jazz. And just left and everybody just kind of sits and it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> the one thing that did stand out to me, which I found hilarious is like, there's a scene where Jazz and Cup are talking to each other. And I think it's like Cup's like talking about the security He's like, I didn't see anything. And Jazz was like, well, you didn't see them because I didn't want you to. But yeah. he had to say it twice because Mirage didn't hear him the first time. And then Mirage becomes uh, visible. And yeah. he's like, ah, that's funny.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, and then I think uh, a Cup kind of takes, like you said, Cup kind of takes control, right?
2: Uh, I think they're working together. Yeah, they work not, together. He, he he settles down the records and says just kind of like play nice. Yeah,
0: so jazz becomes like the second in command and yada yada, right?
2: Yeah, they're they're just, like cup is trying to work with jazz and see what the records can do before like everybody starts punching each other out again. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, anyway, like we can see like there's a lot of kind of like dis- depression kind of like the like everything's depressed on their end, right? Like everybody's up to next trying to kill each other or, you know, they're just trying, that's just the Autobots. And then the Decepticons back on earth, are just like, um, ironically up to next on who's the better kind of pl- trying to play who's the most superior at killing people like it's just like <laughs> just a game <laughs> to them <laughs> it's, a, it's a game to them but on Autobots they're up to next trying to see who, who's the tra- It's like okay <laughs> there's no satisfying
2: these people <laughs> and and the reason why why Jazz and the, the Autobots are all kind of jumbled is because Optimus is almost offline you know they're, he's like on life support but barely and so everybody's kind of like doesn't know where to go and they're trying to fight the swarm but they don't have enough energy. Everybody's uh, bruised up and damaged and so they're trying to survive as long as they can.
1: Right. And there's one other important piece about that that we find out that the last brawl, that Megatron versus Optimus brawl, Megatron walked away victorious and with the matrix of leadership.
2: Yes. Yep. Which the other Autobots don't know.
1: Yeah, they don't know at this moment but A few of them do. We've talked a little bit about the Autobots. Let's flip back to the Decepticons. We see them winning, but we also see some tension building between the Seekers and the Insecticons, and more importantly, tension between Skywarp and Thundercracker, as if they're not on the same page anymore. What's your thoughts on that?
0: It's interesting to see how uh, Bombshell kind of handled it. Like, you know, he's gonna be plotting something like he's just like yeah okay like we're getting but that you know we're gonna skedaddle out of here because you guys are bullying us but you know we're the brainiacs here we're probably gonna screw you up later kind of thing
1: right live to fight another day
0: yeah essentially yeah and then um it's i this is kind of like one of my favorite comics to read about Thundercracker and we'll you know we'll we'll see his morality kind of open up a little bit
1: uh, yeah later. a little bit of a Chekhov's gun here
0: yeah exactly exactly mm.
2: I, I i always like the dynamic where there's the, like you know there's this is like the bad side uh air quotes because at the beginning it wasn't the bad side it's just how they've handled stuff they kind of became the bad but there's always these two character, or not necessarily two characters but there's always this character that has a, a moral compass even though he's on the bad side and we can see it here with thundercracker where he he's like we're losing our way and they're just killing for killing uh like we've already won we there's no point in this destruction anymore and it's like i've always liked that dynamic kind of reminds me also as like Dinobot and beast wars where he also had the same dilemma where like where's the honor in this and and everything so
1: yeah Th- thundercracker has a uh, has a pretty good character art in this series what do you think computron Like this overall series, not just all Hill Megatron.
0: Yeah, the whole entire IDW continuity. Like, um, he kind of you're gonna enjoy, you're gonna eventually enjoy and love him. But like, it's this is like one of those moments that I kind of I forgot about. Like, I forgot. Oh, this is kind of where this this shot that kind of breaks the camel's back on Thundercracker, where he actually starts opening up.
1: Right. Yeah, so that one's pretty good. I will I got one more thing in my notes and then uh we can either move on or if there's anything we're missing we can go back and forth. Uh so back on Cybertron with the Autobots, we get our first glimpse of the swarm again. Oh and uh, Perceptor is scary now. You know, the scientist.
0: He <laughs> don't miss, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, he, he's altered his body to become a sharpshooter uh a sniper sharpshooter and that's 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 a pretty big turn from scientists right
2: yeah
1: uh, any um, last thoughts go ahead
2: i love the little the design with the little monocle uh yeah but like the, uh, the scope and everything i think that looks awesome because it makes him more uh kind of scientists that well not scientists per se but they usually uh some characters usually have a like a monocle and look fancy but here is just kind of terrifying
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the whole monocle thing reminds me of the, the 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 from dragon ball z the when when uh how, the genu force i forgot what it was called you know and you when we're first introduced to vegeta and he has that thing like on. oh his the hand. scouter yeah, the scouter and, you know, the whole scene, it's over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> like Every time I see Perceptor, I think of them. It's just, I don't know why, but it is what it is. That what is he looks, though. He's, he's really cool looking. Um, Kind of jumping around, I wanted to kind of grab, talk about like some funnies about the comic, because there's a lot of brutality in this comic.
2: Though. Yeah. Yes, there is
0: uh when we first get like introduced to andy reed he kept saying that he was being chased by a dog when he was being chased by ravage oh yeah and it's just like wow that guy's a pilot he's supposed to be seeing stuff clearly especially stuff at long distance but the giant robot chasing him is a dog
1: yeah they yeah earthlings are <laughs> stupid
0: <laughs> it was, I get it. I mean, it's there for the humor because the comic needed some humor. But it's just like, really, you're a pilot. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I always got a kick out of is, you know, the whole the whole sad scene of, you know, the colonel sending his son in behind enemy lines and everything. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're the worst father ever. Completely. I don't sure. think about
1: uh human relationships but that doesn't seem like a good parent move
0: no it's just like it's like i love you son call your mother now go behind enemy lines like okay
1: yeah something bad happens right oh
0: yeah (laughs) yeah they don't even make it across the 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 river
1: yeah that's
2: that that seemed was i I thought it was very well drawn because you you see just rat bat hovering over them and suddenly the next is just (laughs) <laughs> yep. they just disappeared
1: quick and easy humans are fragile eh? i think that's how they say it right
2: i <laughs> yeah. think it's fragile
1: fragile okay uh,
2: i do I, I do enjoy the talking like, since i mentioned ratman i do enjoy that the cassettes get to shine and kind of show off their powers and uh especially and scout and protect so yeah the frenzy part like he starts oh, screaming yeah. everybody's like ah that was that was awesome
1: People literally lose their minds. I just
2: yep. didn't
0: realize like he was in a constant state of losing his mind because you remember in like All Hail Megatron, like he was just having a chat. With yeah. So what did what did what did Soundwave do?
1: All right. So uh, not to railroad us, but how many Rod Stars would you give this? I think a solid four and a half out of five.
2: I think I think I would give it five. I really enjoyed it. I really had fun, and it was different than what I'm used to so when when the whole New York destruction happened I'm like whoa what's going on it just kept me intrigued and I wanted to see where it went so I think I would give it a five five Rothstar um I
0: think you know Onyx you and I are kind of biased because we already read this Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna agree it's a 4.5 but like if on my first time reading it through it would probably be a 5.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah, but right now I'm gonna agree because like, there's a way better comics later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we are rating them individually, right? We're yes. not rating them with it, the other ones. Unbiased, yes, correct. But I have
0: to compare them. I, I I just can't. I don't know why. No, 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 that's
1: understandable. We have no emails today, but if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail That's s w e r v e s b a r podcast at gmail.com you guys ready for uh transformers all hail megatron volume 2
2: yes Yes, sir (laughs) fantastic
1: computron do you mind taking us out
0: yeah if you've enjoyed this episode consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing and thank you so much for listening and as always till
2: all are one till all are one till all are one
0: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SwervesBarPodcast. You can also find us on Twitter at SwervesBar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series, Transform and Rollout Rise of the World
2: Killers.